Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, episode 95. Heal your mind, heal your body with Dr. Jessica Way, MD. Ooh, loves. I am super excited to be with you this week as I bring yet another absolutely angel from heaven, amazing conversation with real change makers in the world of health and healing, which is a particular obsession of ours on the fertility journey. And I love sharing resources with you that are brought by professionals who have done their own work. It's a hell of a lot different to hear real stories from real people who had to do their own internal work. It's more than just, oh, here's another statistic or here's another diet to follow or, hey, I read this in a book somewhere 15 years ago. I think it's way more powerful and frankly, way more persuasive to bring you professionals that are human and don't hide behind the veneer of a lab coat. And that is exactly who Dr. Jessica Way, MD, is. Not only is Dr. Way a board-certified OBGYN and functional medicine practitioner, she's also a best-selling author of Physician Care for Thyself, A Doctor's Journey Out of the Darkness of Depression and Burnout. Her work is truly extraordinary because she brings an element of humanity which we don't typically see in the medical profession. Like the doctors are supposed to have all the quote unquote answers, right? But we forget that they are human. And what I love about Dr. Way's work is she gets to see it from all sides, not only as a person that was a healer, but also as someone who had to heal herself. So in my conversation with Dr. Way, you're really going to hear a lot about the power of the mind-body connection and, and really how as soon as we begin to take control of our thoughts and beliefs, we absolutely can take control of our health in an entirely new way. So I think that you are going to fall in love with Dr. Way's humanity, her sense of humor, and just her warmth and excitement about helping women heal themselves through more than just Western medicine. So I think you're going to love this. I think you're going to feel a hell of a lot more empowered, and you are certainly going to be looking at your bump squad differently. This episode is about underscoring the fact that you have license and agency on this journey, and you get to be in partnership with those that are helping heal your fertility. So here's my conversation with Dr. Wei. When I first came into contact with you and, and I learned more about your story, I was deeply intrigued because physicians aren't supposed to get burnout. You guys are supposed to be superhuman. Why don't you say a little bit more about like what was, what really brought you to write this book? So I, just a little background right about me. So I was a board certified OBGYN and I really loved what I did. It was such a great privilege 
to serve women and couples in that in that role. And at the same time, because of that idea of the persona of the doctor having this power, right? The healer's power, you need to kind of show up in a certain way. And that takes some, that takes a lot of energy actually at times when you're already struggling with your own um, whatever's going on in your life, you know? And so there's kind of this veil, right? It's kind of like the Wizard of Oz, right? (laughs) The doctor has to appear well, right? The doctor has to appear and control. The doctor has to come into the room and assume control of the environment, right? And that's absolutely necessary, right? In that communication between doctor and patient, that person in front of you does need to know that you're calm and that you know what you're doing and that you're there for them and, and all of that. And I, I always did bring that into the room with me. And at the same time, when I left the room and I kind of shed the cloak of Dr. Way, right? I was really pushing myself incredibly hard. I mean, I'm definitely still recovering type A, perfectionistic, you know, everything has to be ducks in a row kind of person. And the reason I wrote the book was because I really wanted to be very frank and open about my story because I know that there are so many other physicians and other caregivers, whether they're nurses or whoever they are, anybody in a caregiver position who needs to assume this persona and really kind of come and show up every day in this way that so many of us are actually suffering and feel that we can't tell our story and feel that we're not, we don't have any community around this because I felt very isolated. You know, Mm -hmm. I felt very, very isolated. And the other part of it too was, you know, as a conventionally trained doctor and because I was dealing with pretty severe depression and anxiety, I was very much in the conventional psychiatric psychotherapy model and it wasn't working, you know, and, and part of it was, there was a lot going on in my life. You know, I wasn't sleeping. I was tending to emergencies, some chronic, you know, on, 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 on mode. So of course I couldn't heal, but it's also that the wrong kinds of things were being, you know, wrong kind of remedies were being applied. And, and so I began to have a lot more curiosity about that for myself. And I pursued a fellowship in integrative medicine, and now I'm certified in functional medicine. And I just understand so much more about the underpinnings of what creates wellness for us, right? And how to connect with that inner ground, that inner joy, that inner peace, Mm -hmm. which is the work that you do, right? This is the work Mm -hmm. that you do with couples who are dealing with the heartbreak of not being able to get pregnant or not to have um, children in their family. So yeah, the first time I heard you speak, I was like, OMG, because there so many of the women that I coach are lovably type A, control freaky, professional. <laughs> I mean, I coach a ton of physicians, yes. lawyers, aviators, engineers, like just women at the top of their professional game. And I think your point is well taken about having this persona, you know, and as a former prosecutor, I had to do that too. You know, I had to be the one person in the room that knew where she was headed and you know, could have all kinds of crazy things thrown at her. And you're not supposed to show your humanity in that way. You're supposed to be a robot. So, you know, it's, I think this is very timely and I am, you know, I think it's just so fantastic for us to be openly talking about depression and burnout and the impact on the body. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit more? Because that must've been really interesting for you as somebody who was initially trained in conventional medicine to come to grips with this isn't working. That must have been baffling, right? Because all of the statistics, all of the numbers, and, and you know, my ladies are, are tortured by those things, you know, 
the numbers, the statistics, the likelihood of this and that, you know, we basically hinge our happiness on that. So what was it like for you to kind of come face to face with the reality that you'd have to approach things a little differently to find your way out of that burnout and depression? Well, you know, it's, you keep knocking on the same door over and over again, thinking that when the door opens, that same door, right, that somehow it's going to be different, right? And so this is what was happening with me with psychiatry and psychotherapy, you know, and I say in my book, you know, I actually wasn't asking the right questions and nor were the people who were attempting to help me and people who with huge hearts and good intentions, for sure, you know, but had a belief system that giving me an antidepressant or eventually like antipsychotic drugs and powerful things that really affected me and actually made me much more sick, really actually harmed me in a lot of ways. I just thought this isn't, this isn't it, you know, and then every day with my patients coming in and every year, like seeing them for their annual exams and seeing that they were also not getting kind of, you know, gaining weight, getting more and more depressed, having trouble getting pregnant, having horrible periods, whatever it was, like everything just seemed to be kind of like, all right, let's do this and do that. But then I just didn't feel like I was really addressing the underlying issues. And so for me, the path was to discover what are the right questions and then what are the answers to those questions. And so just starting to be a little bit more curious about that. And for me, it, it started after, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's very interesting in terms of my own kind of fertility. I didn't, I never had, I thought I was going to have fertility issues. I had PCOS. I had irregular cycles. I was on the pill forever. Like, oh, I'm going to have problems, you know, but that's not my life issue. My life issue is something else. Uh-huh. You know, because my intention my whole life was I'm going to have children and I'm going to protect them from the ancestral trauma. And that's what I'm going to do. I knew that with my whole being that I was going to bring these beings in and do this. And I did that despite being depressed and being stressed out and burned out and all of that. So for me, I had to kind of switch my focus. I'm like, okay, this conventional medicine thing, it doesn't work like in my gynecologic you know, practice. And it also doesn't work for me personally. So I need to start on the path to finding more answers. And the, and the truth of the matter is you're always uncovering more and more and more and more. And so the beauty of it is that life just gets better and better and better, right? Because you right. discover more and more and more. Right. Well, so you were able to see, it sounds like to me, not only in your own personal experience as a woman, but you also saw in your patients the impact of not being well, like really well, not just pharmaceutical well, but well-being and that it had a very real impact because, you know, and it's funny, I mean, you and I are having this conversation as women who readily accept the fact that there is such thing as a mind-body connection, but the vast majority of people operate as if those two, that one is superstition and one is reality. What would you say about that? I think it's probably largely cultural, isn't it? I mean, we, we think that we do certain things and we can exert certain control over things outside of us. And we don't seem to connect. It's, it's like how people don't connect, you know, gut health with their overall health, like what they put in their mouth with what's going on in their body. There's a massive disconnect, right? And And so like this mind-body connection, it's like, well, this idea that our thoughts become things or that our thoughts influence our physiology, that it's just truth. Yet we don't want to believe that. It's the same thing as like we put certain things into our mouth and then certain things happen. 
in our bodies, right? We don't realize that we put certain thoughts in our head and we repeat certain belief patterns. And that actually creates certain kinds of physiology. If we could really study all of that, we'd see that we are actually creating a cascade of events in our body that then manifests in illness and manifests in infertility and all of those things. And yet we, I don't know, and this is your expertise, because I would observe women in my practice who are having trouble getting pregnant or anything, anything else that was an issue, you know, mm-hmm. hot flashes, night sweats, insomnia, whatever it was, right? Uh-huh. But specifically, let's talk about fertility. I would sit and, and I would, my initial, and this is my functional medicine practice. I would sit with a woman for two hours to just kind of get the whole story. And I would listen so carefully. Like, so that in itself was very therapeutic because many of these women had never really told their whole story to someone. To have someone listen and validate was very healing. Well, and that time frame is interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because if this was conventional medicine, you got 15 <laughs> minutes, baby. You got 15 minutes, and then in functional medicine, you quadruple that, like you know, and beyond. Well, the story is so important, right? A person's story is so so important, and so when I could see the kind of the broad view of what was going on, and then we would work together. And we would, I would have many women who would do exactly what I told them to do. They would do the elimination diet. We would do the testing. They would take all the supplements. They would, you know, they would be like, oh, I'm, I'm meditating. I'm doing all this, but I still feel, they would initially feel better, but then they would kind of come back around to kind of similar issues again. And so then I would start talking to them about, you know, their toxic relationship with their partner or their toxic work life. And, and then they would say to me, well, I can't, I can't do anything about that. And I would repeatedly say, you can do something about that. I said, I could have said to myself, I can't leave my job as an OBGYN. I spent so much time, money, and energy getting this to this point, right? Of, but I, I made a choice to leave. And I can, you can continue to make choices because the more you, you know, when people say I can't, it's that I won't, right? And so it's, it's yeah. totally this block of like, no, I don't, I don't have choices. I don't have choices. You don't understand. I don't have choices. And yet we always have choices. We always, and when we realize and have the courage to step forward and make different choices for ourselves, and then we have the confidence to see, oh, I made that different choice. And not to say that making the different choice is always the easiest thing, right? And then you're not going to go not. through some massive confusion about what you're doing, right? But then when you land and you say, oh, wow. So then it gives you the courage to go further and further and further and further. And I guess one of the most important things to say in terms of this mind-body connection is it's not woo-woo. Like what's coming in as input, sensory input into our brain and our nervous system, that's getting converted into chemical signals, hormonal signals, you know, and that's all a cascade. And so once a person is able to actually get into a relaxation state, let go, surrender, that stuff automatically, that whole cascade from our nervous system to our, you know, our chemical signaling system, that all kind of naturally kinds of comes into, into alignment. And I think that's the magic that you do, right? That's the magic that you do with your clients because you help them get aligned with that. And that's just truth. It's just truth. And so what I see is that, and I understand it. It's not that I have any judgment about it. I completely understand why people say I can't because it feels too daunting. It feels like, oh, I don't know about that. Like what's going to happen if I you know, leave my boyfriend or my husband? What's going to happen if I leave my job that's absolutely killing me? You know, what if I, what's yeah. going to happen? You know, that uncertainty. And yet 
it's kind of leaning into that discomfort, right? And leaning in and saying, well, if I don't do this, then what? What's the, what's the opportunity cost? Like, what's the cost to me in the long run if I don't make different choices? So. Right. And I think it's being willing. And I think you bring up such a great point because I think we, we abdicate a lot of our license and agency to our very well-meaning healthcare providers yes. when it really should be partnership. Like, it's funny because like when I was going through fertility treatment, I, you know, would walk in as an attorney and I'd be like, I don't know anything about my health, you know? And I just kind of like expected here, I'm going to pay this money. This MD is going to handle this for me. But what I realized the MD could not serve me if I was not willing to serve myself on every level possible. What do right. you think about that? Well, ultimately it's, it is, the only locus of control we have about anything in our lives is within us, right? That's the only thing we actually have any control over is how we handle and manage and our, our belief systems and challenging that and challenging our mindset and saying, hey, is there something about this that actually doesn't make sense or doesn't work? And then you bring that intention in with your, you know, your healthcare provider. And granted, there are going to be certain doctors and who are not going to have the same aligned mindset as you. And so then you need to go find somebody else because otherwise it's, it's just not going to work out because it has to be an open dialogue. You really, it's, it's a tricky thing, right? Because there is the placebo effect and there is the presence of the healer that definitely comes into that whole dynamic. Yet you don't want to cede or let go of your own you know, your own internal power and your own inner knowing of what is actually right for you. You never want to let go of that. You don't want someone telling you that you should be doing this when your, your inner guidance is saying, oh, I don't know about that. Like, but I understand though, because we walk in and we say, I don't know anything and you know everything. It's like, well, no, you can empower yourself to know more. And then right. you can work with your provide, you know, your, your healthcare provider. There's also that intuitive sense right? Which is what you're talking about as well. You can tell like, oh, this, you know, whether, I mean, with zero judgment about the person's qualification, you can say to yourself, man, this just doesn't feel like a great fit. Mm -hmm. I don't know why necessarily, but this might not be the answer for me. But we have, I don't know why, but we have really put less emphasis on that inner knowing. Mm -hmm. And I think it really has as you know, it's debilitated us as women when it comes to our ability to make choices because we either want to be the nice girl, we want to be the good patient, quote unquote, I do what I'm told, as opposed to, you know, being part of the process, as opposed to a recipient of the process. Right. I've had, I mean, because I've coached so many physicians, so many of my physician ladies tell me all the time, they love working with people that are invested in the process, right? You know, you know, and so, so it's, it's interesting. So what was it like for you when you first started making your own transition into thinking and believing in a different way? Because that, that must've turned your world upside down. (laughs) Yes, it did. I mean, really for me, what's where it all started was I had my children 18 months apart. And meanwhile, I was, you know, getting my board certification. I was starting in practice. I was 
in a marriage that wasn't quite working, you know, and, and I, and I was getting more and more unhealthy. Like I wasn't sleeping. I was gaining weight. I wasn't moving, you know, like typical, like not taking care of myself. Right. And so I started reading a book called ultra metabolism by Dr. Mark Hyman. And so January 1st, 2007, I was like, all right, enough is enough. I'm going to completely change how I eat. I'm going to start moving again. And it was just kind of within two months, right? I lost all this weight. I felt better. I thought, oh, well, maybe this marriage could work out. You know, my, my mindset just started changing. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I really need to start incorporating this and, and talking to my patients about this because this it just seems so silly now, like to even say it, but it's like these things make a difference, right? Because it's all the inputs into our body, right? Everything. It's it's the food and the movement, but it's also our thoughts. And so that's really what started my journey. And I, but again, I was still, the reason I ended up having to leave my conventional practice was because I was still being asked to do things that I didn't believe were actually helpful and actually thought were harmful. Like something as basic as prescribing birth control pills, which are widely prescribed obviously for contraception, but they're also used for period control or they're used for, you know, whatever they're used for. And it's like, no, like I don't, I can't actually continue to write these prescriptions. I can't continue to do these procedures. I can't continue to practice in a way that feels really bad to me. And if I don't have enough time to talk to the woman in front of me about, she comes in with new diagnosis of autoimmunity, right? And she's on steroids and all these hugely powerful immunosuppressive drugs. Did your doctor, did your rheumatologist talk to you about your diet? No. What? So they're eating this pro-inflammatory diet and, they're, and it's like, ah. So I just yeah. I got to the point where I was so out of alignment with myself. I was like, I've got to get out of here. Like I have to get out of here. I can no longer practice in this environment. And so that's really how I ended up really making the leap. I, you know, when I asked people in my book, I'm like, are you really, you know, are you really doing what you intended to do in becoming a doctor? Is, is it, is what you're doing actually, you know, benefiting people? <laughs> I mean, it's, and I was willing to ask the question. And once I really tuned into that, I, I just, there was no choice. Like I just had to get out because there's a little death that happens inside every time we do things that we know we're not, we don't, we know that aren't right. And, and I, I often wonder actually about doctors who, do they just push that aside when they don't, like, I don't actually quite understand that because I don't know. I, for me, I, I can't, I can't live that way and say, okay, well, I'm going to have all these benefits and earn this salary and all this. And meanwhile, I'm selling my soul, right? Like I'm not does it make me happy to feel secure because I have a 401k and I have this and I have that on some certain level? Yes. That certainty creates some level of, Oh, be feeling okay. But in the end, the cost is too high. The cost is high. I mean, that resonates with me so deeply as a woman who left. I mean, nobody leaves a job as a prosecutor willing (laughs) to either leave on a stretcher because you died at your desk, right? (laughs) Overwork or you have some kind of life altering experience. Experience and you just like go dance off into the wind and, and everyone thinks you're crazy. I was the latter, right? And I'm so glad I was not the former because yeah. I was headed to being the former. Yeah. I was headed to die at my desk because think about, I mean, 
This is why I absolutely love you because I'm, you're another very brave soul who is willing to live with integrity because that's actually what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. We're talking about integrity because I can promise you that once it became very clear, because I went through a similar thing where it became very clear to me that that's why I love my fertility journey. I'm like, thank you. I tell you, I yes. tell you thank you yes. all the time for yes. this crisis in my life because it woke me up from a very deep sleep that could have cost me my life. Seeing what I saw, seeing the impact on my body, it didn't surprise me that I wasn't getting pregnant regardless of going to a top 10 teaching hospital, investing well over a hundred grand in the process because I was not in alignment. Right. Like, how could I expect anyone to heal me when I wasn't looking to heal the thing at the very core of all this? And that was me. What we don't understand sometimes is that these crisis points, right? And, 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 and they're not necessarily points, right? They could be years and yeah. years of, of suffering and struggle, right? And yet they are the greatest gifts, right? It's all part of the same thing. It's all part of, it's one side of the other. And when you are able to have the gift to wake up to your life, which every single day, I wonder, why have I had the opportunity to wake up? And I just feel so grateful, even though there has been a lot of struggle in my life. And yet every day I'm like, I think, wow, this, I I have the same feeling. Like I am living a life that I never would have imagined, like writing books. What the hell? It's crazy. Who writes books, right? Like, I bet you were the same as I was when when I started writing. Like, I thought books were written over the course of 3,000 years, and you have to be in a writing cabin on a clay tablet, you know? Like, it has to be, an you know, an academic home with, like, 50,000 pages of footnotes. But your book, you wrote from your heart. Oh, absolutely. That was all flowed on to the pages. And it just, when, so this is the whole kind of like the secret, right? It's just that when you choose and you, it's always, you're constantly making, making these choices every day for yourself. But when you make the choice to follow your bliss, right? To really follow what your heart really wants, then things start. It's, it really is exactly like Joseph Campbell's spoke. I mean, doors were open that that you didn't realize were there. And again, I said this earlier, then you develop more confidence and trust in this path. And it's not that I don't have days where I don't worry and I feel, sure I do. You know, I'm a human being, right? There's a lot going on in the world right now and, and it's, it's worrisome. And yet what's important, and again, we only have power over our own, you know, our own locus of control within ourselves. And we always have control over that. We always have control over that. So despite the fact, like, it seems like the world is falling down around us, and yeah. it, you know, in some ways, there are things that are happening that are very serious and, and very harmful and, you know, and, 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 you know, things that really do need to shift and change. But they, the only way things can really shift and change is when every one of us takes responsibility for our own well-being and our own mindset. That's when shift comes about and change comes about. And you and I know this because we are so fortunate to have the opportunity and then the courage to make different choices for ourselves and then to speak to that, to, you know, for other people, because that's the other reason I wrote the book. Because in a way, I'm like, really, do I need to tell everybody about 
you know, how bad it got, you know, how depressed I really got that I was hospitalized and dosed up on lithium. Do I really need to tell the world about that? And yet I'm like, well, I only say it because then when you meet me now and you realize, wow, if she was in that place and now she's in this place, what have, then there's some curiosity there. Like, well, how did that happen? Like, what did you do? And it's a, it's a, it's a moment by moment by moment journey, right? You just make different choices, make different. It's not that you don't maybe some days fall back into a hole. You know, yeah. you oh, may, oh, the oh. hole may, the holes are a little more shallow now, but you yeah. know, it's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but then you get out and it's like, and those times, you know, you know that you're going to move through and it's temporary and impermanent. And it's, you just start to develop that whole skill of living life from, you know, your, your heart space, right. From that place of, of knowing that, that we're here to enjoy. We're here to smile and laugh and connect with each other. And that's why we're here. That's how we're built as human beings. And when we continue to be in that space, then life does, it's just, it's so sweet, right? It's just such a, there's such a sweetness there. I know. Well, and and that's so what you said earlier was so powerful about when you step into that, you know, like I always tell my ladies that desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When you start living that way and saying, I don't care how many times I've quote unquote failed in the past. I know this is for me. When you decide to take that road it, I just see like such quantum leaps in people's lives. And yeah. it's crazy. Like these are not accidents. No, they are not accidents. And the magic is that when you have this opportunity to shift and to change and to wake up, and especially in the, in the important job of, of being a parent, of being a mother, those gifts that you get through your journey and that you get to pass on to your children, it's so necessary. It's so necessary for their well-being and their health. You know, and I mean, I'm pausing because it's, you know, it's I I think so my I have two sons who are 16 and 17, and they are the most amazing human beings on this earth. Like, I'm like, how did how did this ancestral line of trauma then like manifest in these two human beings who are just very, who are emotionally balanced, happy, relaxed, like what's going on. But it was about my intention towards them. And it's all about my journey also as a mom and just saying, Hey, I have this intention towards them, you know, and it's not, it's a gift to yourself. Then it's a gift for your children. It's, it's this. Amen. It's funny. I just, I just had my 50th birthday and, and my older son, they always make a card for me. And my, my older son, he's applying to college and he's, you know, he's this cool kid, you know, whatever, always kind of very relaxed, not particularly um, emotional or expressive towards me and totally fine. Like he accepts hugs and all that, but he's just, you know, very rational and he, just clear. And he wrote in the card to me, he said, you are the best mother that I could ever imagine having. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. And I looked at him after I read it and I said, you wrote, you just wrote that. I said, do you, <laughs> it's so silly, right? Like there's a way in which we can't receive things, right? 
right, so, right, like, right. did you mean, I looked at him, I said, wow, that, wow. I said, do you really believe that? And he said, of course, mom. And I, and because we have, you know, I still have my limiting beliefs. I still have things that I struggle with, right? And yet, again, I just want to emphasize that when you do this work, this work on your beliefs and your mindset and, and your focus and your intention, the return to you is infinite. It's not just in, in the case of, of the woman you're working with, not just about getting pregnant and having a baby. It is far reaching into every aspect of your life. And so it's, that's why these crisis moments are our gifts and opportunities. And when you can see that, and when things come in that are challenges, you say, oh, maybe I actually welcome this because what am I going to come out the other side learning and knowing and what gifts are going to come from this? Because that is actually how things work. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is such gold. I hope people rewind and you have to put that on blast and listen to that last 15 seconds, like 50,000 times. It's not woo-woo. It's just truth. So step into that truth, discover it for yourself, and you'll be so glad that you had the courage to do it. And But that's the thing though. I think that's a really important takeaway for women who are listening to this is that if you do nothing else with what we've talked about here, if for just a moment, when a challenge comes up, and if you just say, this is an opportunity for me, yes. if you just did that one thing and that tiny initial millimeter of a shift that you go from thinking this is crisis to seeing it as an opportunity, it'll blow some doors wide open. Right. Nothing else. So why don't you tell the ladies, you know, where they can find you, where they can find your functional medicine practice, you know. Where can they find all the things? Well, if you want to contact me directly right now, the best, my, my website's kind of in a transition right now. Um, the website is www.jessicawaymd.com. And uh, so Way is W-E-I. But if you want to contact me directly through my email, it's drway, D-R-W-E-I at jessicawaymd.com. I am currently offering telehealth medicine through a, a company called Ciba Health. It's C-I-B-A health.com. So, so I have a feeling that your inbox is going to blow up. What you're doing and the way that you approach health, the way you, you know, approach wellness and healing is such a gift to women now. And this is the kind of message, this is the kind of support that I know my ladies are craving mm. because- it, it's time to start looking at fertility and, and our, you know, and our own women's health in a more broad and in, in intelligent way yes, rather yes. than just flooding us with unnecessary hormones or chemicals that people don't know the long-term impact of. Like, I love your approach. I love you. And I'm so glad you're here. When you're speaking truth, it just resonates and just rings true, right? Because it's, it's just the way things are. Hey, loves, wasn't Dr. Way just fantastic? I really hope that you check her out if her work resonates with you. She's such a good human being, such a kind soul, and truly such a gift to women on this journey. It should be plain as day to you by now, baby, that this mindset shit is important. Making your mind work for you is so often the missing piece of the fertility puzzle. And if you are ready to really make 2020 your breakout year, my Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months 
and say hell yes to covering their bases, mind and body, so they don't have to look back on this time in their lives with regret. I work with women who are committed to success. To apply for your interview for this revolutionary program, go to my website, www.frommaybe2baby.com and apply for an interview there. My methodology has helped women around the world make their mom dreams come true. Their results speak for themselves. If you don't have a mindset for success on this journey, baby, you got to keep it whole in your strategy. Let's fix that shit and set you up for outrageous success in 2021. Till next time, change your mindset, change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.